What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Faith Now podcast with your ambassador of faith, Greg Durev. We got a power pack show for you today, so keep it like right there. We will be right back with the show after these messages. Like I said, we got a good show. I got a good listen. I got somebody on the line, um, a good friend of mine, actually my cousin. Mr. Bryce Brown from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a student over at the University of Southern Mississippi. We're going to talk about some good stuff today. Now, if you remember about a couple episodes ago, we talked about forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. We focused on that scripture coming out of Philippians 3 and 13. Um, my brothers and sisters, I've count myself not to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things behind and pressing forward toward the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. So today we're going to talk about. What is moving forward? What does moving forward look like? All right. So I got a call on the line. Bryce, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, brother? How you doing today? Good. How are you? Greg? Oh, man. Listen, man, I'm just happy. The weather is nice. God is good. And listen, the bill collector is not calling me today. So it's a blessing. So praise God for that. Listen, we want to talk about moving forward. You know, we want to talk about moving forward. And I know you had some stuff when we was talking on the line earlier um, about what does moving forward look like and what angle did you come from? Talk about that. Uh, when moving forward, I think it is important to remember that we don't want to relapse or we don't want to go back to where we come from or re re-enter that stage where we were hurt at. So moving forward, I think it's good to fill yourself with good spirits, good people, good vibes. And like we mentioned, you know, like me and you talked about that uh, when, you, when you're in a bad state, you have a habit or the habit that you have that you used to cope with. Finding a new way to cope can sometimes mean, you know, refinding yourself. Okay, so let me stop you right there. So you said, I want to go back to what you said about um, when moving forward, we want to make sure that we don't relapse or we don't go back to where we came from. And that goes with that forgetting those things which are behind. Um, so go into that. I know you just spoke about um, coming from a bad place. Um, so give enlighten, enlighten me on that. Talk some more about that. Talk some more about that. Uh, recently, I came out of a bad relationship. You know, um, we 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 uh, I think we are in a different place because I was I'm more open to growth. And uh, knowing what I want, and this, and at that particular time, the person I was dealing with didn't really know, know, know a lot about themselves. They're still trying to figure out themselves. And sometimes uh, we have to look at our wants versus our needs, and it's kind of hard to explain. Okay, so you said. You and the, uh, you were open to growth, but they were not open to growth. Right. Okay. So you had to separate yourself from that, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So with that, that process of moving forward for you coming out of that, how, what, I guess what I, my question I want to ask is when you separated yourself from that person, what was your state of mind at that time? Uh, <clears throat> at that time, I knew that. From now on, when when we're looking for relationships, I know I need to find somebody that's equally yoked, and that means that finding somebody that wants to explore or is willing to 
or is willing to change their environment to, you know, better themselves, not only for uh, for you, but for them personally. First, you have to want to better yourself as an individual. Then you can move forward in bettering, helping to better someone else. Okay. And I feel like that for me was something that from now on, I think I need to work on myself first, and then you can, you know, find someone for you. So take self-evaluation is always good. Self-evaluation is always good. And, and I learned that in my life. And I'm going to come back to that about the relationships, but I've learned that, you know, when you separate yourself from a people, uh, places, things, or a group of people or whatever, what have you, a job, um, when you spend that time by yourself, you know, they call it regrouping, um, re they sometimes call it refinding yourself, reinventing yourself or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. But you have to do self-evaluation. And I was telling somebody maybe a month ago that when you by yourself and you don't have those same people that you used to run with or that person that you used to run to, you know, to uh, that person was where you went and hid from the reality of your life. Um, and I'm speaking from personal experience. You hide from the re reality of your own life in that personal, in that thing. You know, once that is no longer there, once you have separated yourself from it or whatever, whatever caused the dissonance, you have to then do self-evaluation. You have to deal with yourself. And that goes back to what you said, whatever um, you cope with, whatever you use to cope with that void. Um, I know we talked about that earlier, about a void. It creates a void when you are separated from something that you are so used to. Uh-oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. When you are so used to having something that you cling to and it's no longer there, now there is a void. And so it's now you and that void. So you find other things to fill that void with. I can remember Bryce when I was in Mableton, Georgia. I preached a revival and I told him, you know, sometimes we find uh, our strength or we find peace or we look for happiness in other avenues. Some people pick up a bottle of Hennessy. Some people go and ramble all night at the casino. Some people pick up a pack of Marlboro Reds. Some people pick up drugs to fill that void to escape the reality that they don't want to face. But what do you do? When you cannot do those things anymore or you recognize the process of filling that void is bringing you to a greater demise. What do you do then? You, <clears throat> that's when you have to allow self and prayer. That's when those things come really come, come, come into perspective a lot more. And also, that's when you find out who your real friends are. Those people that are there on those long nights to answer your phone calls when you just don't know what to do with yourself or you or you're trying to or you're trying not to pick up that bottle you're trying not to pick up that habit those people that are there um or even those times when you rely on yourself or you rely on your strength in the lord to get you through uh you find comfort in the lord and you find peace in the lord yeah that you, that you will get through your trials and tribulations and a lot a lot of times we have to hit rock bottom oh my god listen you I, financially, emotionally, spiritually, educationally, also, and until you hit rock bottom, you're you, you're on this high horse or you're on this high. So, but it takes to come off this high to realize that. Yeah, that know. that is so true. That is true because you know. I can testify to the fact that you find peace in God. A lot of times. Watch this. A lot of times, the thing that we 
have ran to for so long to escape the reality of life. That has now become our God because you should seek God in everything, right? You should run to God for everything. But we as a people, right, we find everything else to run to to help us cope. So now when that is when that thing is no longer there, you are reaching for just anything you can grab on that can give you some type of gratification or some type of satisfaction. But now when that is gone, you have nothing left. And what I realized is that God has always been there. And for me, when I realized that God was all was there all the time, I started praying more, saying, Lord, help me. Lord, keep my mind. You know, I done been through situations where I should have lost my natural mind. Listen to what I'm saying. Now. But I found comfort or I found surety in the word, you know, and I told somebody maybe two months ago, God will put you in places. He will prove his word to you. The same word that you think that, you know, God will make sure that you know it for real. You know, and I found out, you know, you used to hear all the time in church, uh, God, he's the prince of peace. He can give us peace, which surpass all understanding. Or he'll keep you if you want to be kept. Or he'll keep your mind in perfect peace if you keep your, if you keep your mind stayed on him. But we hear it all the time, but we don't really know what that means until we are put in situations where we got to learn it for real. You know, and I've learned that he'll keep you if you want to be kept. A lot of people use that phrase and they say, well, God, he'll keep you if you want to be kept as far as he'll keep you out of sin if you want to be kept out of sin. But uh, -uh. God will keep your mind if you want him to keep your mind like for real. He'll keep you sane. If you want to be sane for real, you know, it ain't just about sin, but it's about your peace of mind. It's about your finances. And like you said, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom. You got to hit rock bottom. A lot of people say, well, if God loved me, he wouldn't let me go through this. No, God love you enough to let you go through that so you can see how much he do love you. And you will start to learn love God even more because once you hit rock bottom, the only way you can go from there is up. That's mentally. That's emotionally. That's financially. That's spiritually. Once you hit rock bottom, the only way you can go from there is up. Am I telling the truth? You won't be lying. Listen, man, I told you earlier. I ain't got no reason to lie, man. I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear. Once you hit rock bottom, the only way you have to go is up. Let's take a break right here. Let's take a pause. We're going to come back and I'm going to add another call on the line. We're going to talk some more about this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. Listen, I got a new caller on the line. I got a new call on the line. Listen, this is one of my good friends, Reggie Henderson, Reginald Dion Henderson. Let me get it right. All right, out of Tampa, Florida. Reggie was one of my good friends back when I was on the yard at USM. Um, he's going off to do great things, um, working in banking now. Um, wonderful guy, awesome guy. Listen, we're talking about moving forward. I'm going to bring Reggie on in just a minute. But we've been talking about moving forward. Me and Bryce, we kind of touched on, you know, relationships. But moving forward not only requires separation from people and different situations, but sometimes moving forward, affects our job 
affects our livelihood. You know, we talking about finances. Sometimes moving forward require us to change jobs and change positions. So we want to get Reg on the line. He want to talk to us about, you know, how he has moved forward. Let me just preface and say when he graduated college, he went off to work um, at a bank that will remain nameless. Um, and so moving from there, then he moved to another bank. But his transition wasn't the best transition, you know, but he had to find that strength in the word of God and find that peace and saying God will make everything all right. I just have to step out on faith. So let's see if Reg is on the line. Reg, are you still on the line? I'm still on the line. Pastor What's going on, Reg? How you doing, man? Uh, nothing, man. Just getting out, you know, doing what I got to do. How was work, man? Uh, it was good, you know, long, just ready to go home. I feel that. I feel that, man. Sometimes when I leave that school, we burn with them kids. I be running home, but traffic just won't allow me. I'm at a standstill for about an hour and a half. But praise God anyway, man. But we have been talking about moving forward. And I know me and you, we have had different conversations over the past. Man, it's been, man, me and Reg been rocking real long. But especially within the last nine, ten months, we've been really talking about transitions and how we can you know continue to press forward and move forward to what god will have in store for us um and i kind of shared with the listeners about you know your transition from you know the first bank to the second bank you know we're going to leave their names out you know just for privacy reasons and stuff like that we don't want to you know you know so talk to us about that talk to us about your transition and how you found that um that peace in God and that that stepping out on faith and allowing God to guide you. Talk about that for us. Okay, so I started off at a previous bank when I moved back to Tampa. Like I was raised in since I was six years old. And um came back to be with my family, you know, I got an opportunity to work at a um, neighboring bank. My mother also works for the same company, but they're just two different banks. So I had my interview, everything went well, I got the job and um after I got the job, you know, like after a month in, my supervisor, she took a vacation. So with me being only on the job for a month and only having two weeks of training, you're so you're going to mess up. I mean, things happen, you're going to mess up. It's new. It's really my first working, like my first job, like my first working experience. So it did take some time getting used to it. But as you grow, People won't allow you to grow. One reason why they brought me into my previous job was because I was young and I could bring more things to the table. So as I would improve and do things, my boss, she would make it like she would go out of her way to tear me down. Okay, let me stop you right there. So let me stop you right there. I want to tag something that you just said. You said as you try to go grow, sometimes people won't allow you to grow. And no matter what you tried to do to progress on the job, you had a supervisor who would do everything she could to negate that or to tear you down, you know. And I just want to pause and plug in. Sometimes in life, you know, God will put you in place for you to grow, but you're going to have people assigned to your life. And I just told you on the last show we did, sometimes people are assigned to your life to do adverse of what God has for you. You know, they are assigned to your life to throw tricks, antics, snaps, and toys your way. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so she, you know, she would throw things my way, 
And, you know, I'm a big advocator of everybody not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. I messed up like everyone else. Yeah. And I, like, I had problems with it, like, initially. Because, like, it was just an everyday thing, even when I was doing the best I could and, like, help out, help out do extra things that I'm not supposed to do. She would either take something away from me there or attempt to take something away from me there. The only person that would take something away from me is God. But she would attempt to take, take something away from me, and, like, I would just, like, just get frustrated. And, like, it was hard to deal with, especially when, like I said, I'm not perfect. I am, like, I do like to do things my way, and I, I'm real big on respect. And when she was disrespecting me, I really had to put it aside because she was my boss. She wasn't the person on the street being disrespected. So I really had to put those things aside. So like normal people do, you know, some people get frustrated. But when I started to master this and to started to progress, I just noticed that it was all a prayer thing and a mental thing. Yeah. So you said that you had to be able to weed through the bull crap, right? So when stuff would come your way, you had to find that place in God and find that place in yourself internally to say, I'm not going to let this get the best of me. You know, yeah. I'm doing the best I can. I'm working it out. This person obviously don't want to see me grow. They don't want to see me progress. So I'm not even going to feed into that negative energy, you know. So let's talk about the transition to, you know, the next job. I know it was rough where you were. Um, let's talk about you finding that willpower to say, you know what? I deserve better. I'm going to go out, seek better, and get better. Tell us how that turned out. Talk about that. Okay, so um, going back in, well, with that situation, I was really like on my last leg there. Like I, like I couldn't just put up, I, like I was just frustrated every day to the point where my boss and the other co-worker that I had that was actually a loan officer as well, this is my current job, she, they would have inside jokes about me. And I don't care what nobody says about me because they talked about Jesus. But one thing I did like is that you're going to sit there and try to talk about me and down me and degrade me. And, and I'm there. So that was the final straw. So after my supervisor tried to send me home and um, talk to me like really aggressively, I just, you know, I prayed about it. And I am thankful that I do have, um, you know, parents in my life that help me through my situations. Like my dad, he's one of my biggest supporters. And I prayed about it. I talked to my dad about it. And my dad, one thing he told me is just like people especially older people, they're setting their ways. True. It's up to them to change. It's up to them to change their way. Yeah. You're young, but it's up to them to change their ways. So you can either put up with them being disrespectful and, you know, not, it's not a healthy work environment. And you can sit there and put up an unhealthy work environment or you can go out and find something new. So God challenged me by putting me in that situation, and my dad challenged me as well. Asked me what would I do about it. So I filled out some applications online, and thank God I'm in my current job now. 
Yep, got a promotion, three months on the job. Wow, wow. See how God bless? See how God bless? You know, you had to, and what this this is what I'm getting from that. You know, sometimes we be put in positions to where, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's growing us and it's making us a better person. And then when the time comes, God will open up a new door for us to move forward and move around, you know, and in that new place that God has for us, you know, we're going to be prime time for every promotion, for every elevation, because we've gone through the steps that it takes to get there. You know, it, it wasn't just handed to us, but we we worked for it. You know, I went through hell to get here. You know, I grew in this other place. This other place put me in prime position. You know, I went through different experiences. I had to learn to deal with certain types of people. So that way, when I do get my next promotion, when I do get that next open door, I can handle it better. I can handle it more maturely. That way. You know, the people can see me on my job and say, hey, this guy, this girl, it's something about him. Let's give him a raise. Let's give him a promotion. And sometimes those blessings will come. The people don't even know why they're giving it to you. Just say, I just feel like this is what they are do. This is what they deserve. You know, and that comes with that moving forward. Listen, with moving forward, we got to be able to, like Reggie said, find that place in us and say, you know what? And see, I'm going to put up with this or I'm going to go somewhere else. And the Bible also say, well, peace don't abide, dust your feet. A lot of us are scared to move forward because we are so used to the turmoil in our life that's going on right now or the turmoil that used to go on, you know. So and then once we get to a new place when we don't have to deal with that turmoil because we're so used to this. And Bryce, I think we were talking about this yesterday. We're so used to chaos that we create chaos because we're not used to not having chaos. And uh, are right. you following me? Right. So I say all that to say this. We have to be able to forget everything that's behind us. If it's the it's the, it's the past for a reason. It's called the past because you done passed it up. Why in the world would I be aiming to drive to Charlotte, North Carolina? I passed through Atlanta and the whole time I'm going and driving through South Carolina. I'm thinking about everything that happened in Atlanta. I'm thinking about everything that happened in Mobile, Alabama. I can't enjoy my now because I'm focused on back then. Wow. Wow. There you go. I feel you now, God. You cannot enjoy your now because you're focused on back then. You cannot focus on the present that's in front of you because you focus on stuff that you done already passed up. So we're moving forward. We have to be able to, like Bryce said, separate ourselves. We're separating ourselves. We have to be able to uh, acknowledge or notice, recognize the void that we are seeking to be filled. We have to recognize what we are using to fill that void. Then we have to seek prayer and say, God, help me to fill this void the right way. I don't want to spend all my money on liquor. I don't want to spend all my money on drugs. I don't want to spend all my money at the casino. I don't want to spend all my money eating all this food from Walmart, eating ice cream at 12 o'clock midnight. I'm gaining all this weight. Now I can't fit my clothes. Now I got to spend more money buying new clothes that I can fit. But I'm going to seek prayer and seek God and say, God, I need that strength to handle this thing. And when we realize it, God was there the whole time to fill the void. If we would take our focus and put it on God, watch how better our life becomes. 
and watch how fast we can heal from those things which have hurt us. And in regards to Reggie, it's talking about on our jobs and our career fields. Sometimes the job that you are on now is not the job that God wants you to have. It's just a breeding ground for your next set, your next setup. It's that place where you're learning different skills. You're learning different things. You're learning how to handle people so that when that job come that God wants you to have, where they're going to treat you right, where they're going to give you what you deserve, where they're going to pay you like you need to be paid, where you're going to get the days off that you want off, where you're going to get the benefits that you need so you can go to the doctor and take care of yourself and go see a psychiatrist because you're so bent up and out of shape in your mind so you can go to the doctor and get your blood pressure under control until you can get there. God has you in the place for a season. To everything, there's a time and a season. It's a time to laugh. It's a time to cry. It's a time to weep. It's a time to rejoice. We have to be able to recognize those things. Listen, I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. This was a great show. Listen, what God has in store for you, can't no devil in hell take it from you. No. Listen, thank you, Reggie. Thank you, Bryce. It's been a good show. Listen, I just want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. Well, folks, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Now podcast with your ambassador of faith, Greg Durrell. Follow me on Instagram at Greg Durrell, all one word. Go ahead and do that for your boy so we can be connected so you can know what's going on. Make sure you click the link in my Instagram bio to stay connected with everything that I have going on. All of my books, all of my live streams, even easy easy access to everything in one place so thank you for tuning in i will catch you all next week peace